scattered dream that's like a far-off memory. A far-off memory that's like a scattered dream. I want to line the pieces up. Because apparently this game starts in a computer and half the characters aren't supposed to exist. Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. Might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name's Joe, I'm joined as always by Wheels. Uh, Wheels, I gotta say, I'm very excited to finally start Kingdom Hearts 2. It's kind of weird that we took that, like, four-month break um, <laughs> and didn't do anything, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back in it. You know, I'm really excited for this episode, too, for different reasons, though. Um, I'm really excited because... Um, I, I'm really pumped for how the hammering that my neighbors in the apartment next to mine uh, is really going to play in the edit. Um, you know, like when <laughs> when I hear people talk about our show, you know, they say like, oh, yeah, like, you know, occasionally hearing Joe's baby yell in the background is like, OK, but I just wish there were a lot more background noise. <laughs> so I think the hammering from. Um, from my neighbors will really um, get you because like sometimes you know we go we take those deep lore dives you know and you need you need that loud jolt to just sort of wake you back up you know yeah absolutely so let's <laughs> let's get into it so we literally left off at the title sequence yeah, the title card you um you set the bar high with how far we're gonna get in this episode. You were like, "Oh, yeah. let's just go to till from the title card to the gummy ship," and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> but yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so right after the title card, we see our friend King Mickey Mouse in his black cloak that he received at the end of Riku's story in Chain of Memories, walking off of a starry. Walking? Tri- Did you say walking off? I think I said walking, but okay. But he he's he is wearing avocado toast for shoes, <laughs> and he is walking off of a starry train uh, onto the train platform in Twilight Town. The uh, we could probably point out that it's the same ghost train that we saw. That's the one Roxas saw that may or may not have existed in that universe. It's, it exists uh, in man. this one. <laughs> It's there. Mickey Mouse is on it. Then we cut away, because I guess that's it. We cut away to Roxas standing in a black void. He turns towards the camera, and he says, Sora. And Sora's voice says, Who's there? And then we hear Donald and Goofy say, Sora, wake up. And then he does. And then we see the pod open, which I guess means the one that Roxas saw wasn't real. Data pod. (laughs) Data pod. Yeah, I love this game. <laughs> this it's... the every time the scene gets me the 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 familiar music cutting back in. Mm-hmm. Just suddenly we're we're back in it. The goof troop has reunited. It feels like it's been so long, probably because it has because between Riku's story and Chain of Memories and we literally I don't think we've said goof troop in the month of January. Or probably, like, probably not since we started Riku's story, which was 
a hashtag while ago. Yeah, I, I literally, I actually forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Christ, yeah, we're we're back though. Our boys, Jiminy's back. there too. The boys are back in town. Oh, oh yeah, also Jiminy's there. <laughs> um. uh, Jiminy says that was some nap. To which Sora replies, "You mean we were asleep?" Jiminy, we must have been. How else would we get so drowsy? Goofy, when do you think we went to sleep? Sora. Let's see. And I, I love this. I think this is a sign of how Kingdom Hearts 2 sort of improves on some of the problems of the writing of the previous games in that it's ex- it realizes it needs to set a lot of exposition in case you have forgotten the plot of the earlier games. And it's a little more tongue in cheek with that, which like granted lamp- just sort of lampshade hanging isn't always the best way to do it. But I think it works here to be sort of tongue in cheek with the exposition they're throwing at you. Sora says, mm-hmm. let's see. We defeated Ansem, restored peace to the world. <laughs> found Kyrie. <laughs> oh yeah, and then we went to look for Riku. I think that's right so far. Donald says, "Then what?" And Goofy has the idea. Well, why don't you check your journal, Jiminy? Jiminy opens his journal, and we already know what's happening. As as um, true gamers who played Chain of Memories, we know it's that re- <laughs> it's really funny if we know what's happening. But if you if you didn't, it's just weird. He opens his journal and finds one line that just says, "Thank Namine." And they don't know who that is. Uh, I love this part, too, because... Because Donald is mean to Jiminy and he starts crying. Donald is like, some journal that is. And Jiminy... (laughs) He's a sensitive boy. We learned that. This is true. I am also, like, very impressed by his ability to completely deflect this question in a way that doesn't end up feeling like a deflect... Like, you don't even realize he's... He goes... Donald says, some journal that is, Jiminy, uh, what do you say we find out where we are? And it's just like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And, like, I I can't do it justice. It's something about the line reading that just makes it feel like, oh, of course he would say that, and he's not deflecting at all. I don't know. Jiminy has found the magic way to, um, hide his own tears and, uh, redirect the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they do find out where they are. It's Twilight Town. It's Twilight Town. They're they're outside of the mansion, and then uh, they pretty much just hard cut to finding the usual hideout um, and meeting Hainer, Pence, and Olette. Sora does mention before that that he feels like he remembers this place, but he doesn't oh, remember yeah. what it's called. So they so he must have imagined it. And yeah, he meets Hainer, Pence, and Olette, and Hainer is a little short with him for some reason. Yeah, it's weird. But in general, they introduce themselves. And oh, I love this part. Olette asks, hey, did you finish up the summer homework yet? Independent <laughs> studies are the worst. Sora's like, homework? And he turns to Donald and Goofy and they make a motion that's like, yeah, I don't even know what work is, let alone like the home <laughs> video release. So uh, then, then Goof Troop introduced themselves. And as Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and Olette says, oh, we were just meeting, we just met someone who lo- who was looking for Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Pence, he seemed like he was in a hurry. He had a black coat, so I couldn't see his face, but he had big round ears. Hmm. It takes them a while to figure out th- that, like, they mean the one hmm. person with large ears in this universe other than many whom they, well, I guess Donald and Goofy met. have met, but, yeah. Yeah. It takes them a while to realize that he means the king. They're still trying to figure out what homework is. There's a lot of things being thrown at them real quick. 
Well, they think that Sora's just one of the kids that sits in their class that they don't know. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, did you do the summer homework? What's homework? Some new kid. Are you... You're doing a bit. Uh, yeah, I was doing a bit. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a comedy show. We all... I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. You want to... Okay, you want to do... We can, we can go back. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Just edit it to pretend like you, you uh, picked up on the joke. Um, I'm not dishonest. <laughs> um, so they go to the station to look for the king. They don't find the king. They find a bunch of dusks instead. Like a lot of them. It's a lot. And a couple, like, it's just, like, waves and waves. And no matter how good you, you do in this fight, eventually it just sort of stops and you see the uh, the Goof Troop boys uh, all tuckered out, which I guess it makes sense. They haven't done this in a year, and they were asleep. They were asleep for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And forgot all of their abilities and moves. A lot of atrophy. Mm-hmm. Sora's trying to throw cards at them for some reason. No one's quite <laughs> yeah, sure it why. Yeah, it doesn't work now, though. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I vaguely remember this working, but I don't remember where. Yeah. But then we see up on the clock tower, very dramatically, like a like a scene out of a Batman film, these gigantic shoes in this cloak, and then they're saved by Mickey Mouse. And the bell. Yeah. <laughs> uh but um Sora recognizes this shiny gold keyblade and, and probably the ears. Uh but there's a weird focus on the keyblade. And they're like, King Mickey, and he's like, shh, board the train. Or, sorry, oh, board the train. <laughs> and um, here's $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> and off, he, Mickey Mouse runs away, which is weird. A weird series of occur- things that just happened. But uh, Sora comes to the conclusion that if Mickey is out here in the real world, then Riku should be too. So let's go on one more adventure together. Just one. Also, they just apparently don't give a fuck about the strange creatures that they were just fighting that seem to come yeah, wave no, after fine. wave after wave that they've never seen before. They're certainly not heartless. They don't mention it. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So after this fight, you get uh, Ansem's secret report number two. Oh, do you really? I didn't even yeah. notice that. I should have paid attention so I could pull it up. Do you, Do you have it? Uh, no, I forgot until I read it in my notes, but, um... I'll pull it up while that you was, keep talking. I forgot that was a thing that we did, because yep. uh, it's been so long. It says... It's my duty to expose what this darkness really is. Wait a minute. Is that not the one? That's the one from Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> ah, fuck. I was, I, was, I was like, I was like, this sounds both familiar and not at all relevant. <laughs> uh, secret secret answer. Okay, yeah, 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 there we go. Now I got it. <laughs> it starts with I've made a great mistake. Um, <laughs> I have made a grave mistake. My study of the darkness of the heart began with a simple psychological test and quickly snowballed. Spurred on by my youngest apprentice, Yenzo, I constructed a massive laboratory in the basement of my castle. Unbeknownst to me, my six apprentices then began collecting a large number of subjects on which to perform dangerous experiments into the darkness of the heart. As soon as I found out, I called my apprentices together and ordered them not only to cease their studies, but to destroy the results of the research thus far. What on earth was happening within the hearts of my six beloved apprentices? While pursuing the mystery of the darkness of the heart, could they themselves have strayed into its depths? Yet I remained the most foolish of all, 
for having begun these experiments. We are not meant to interfere in the depths of another's heart, no matter what our reasons for doing so. And my error plunged me into despair. A visitor from another world soothed my dejected soul. A tiny king named Mickey came wielding a legendary <laughs> key, the infamous Keyblade, said to bring both chaos and prosperity to the world. He was very knowledgeable on many topics, and we deepened our friendship as we conversed. Sorry. What? We deepened <laughs> our friendship as we conversed companionably. Companionably? Sure. Sorry, Ansem, companionably? Upon his advice, I decided to review the data obtained at my basement lab. That is when I discovered the Ansem reports. That's in quotations. Though they bore my name, the only one I had written was number zero. Apparently he had gone to pen numbers one through eight himself. Yes, the first subject in my foolish experiments. Dun, dun, dun. Ansem's not Ansem. But who's Ansem? Ansem's Ansem, but not Ansem. Ansem and Ansem aren't Ansem. But Ansem's Ansem. But Ansem's Ansem. <laughs> That's the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that cough was on beat. Now we're inside the station. Um, now that we've taken that detour to read, which I'm sure everyone does when they play this uh -huh. game. Um, it's very important backstory. So inside, they hear Wait Up from Hayner, and also Pince and Ouellette are there. Uh, and they said that they we came to see you off. It just seemed like something we ought to do, Pence says. Sure. Sora goes to pay um, with that, that bag of money that uh, Mickey gave him, which you'll remember uh, was stolen from Roxas. And Olette recognizes it and it's like, I have the same bag. Which, that's um, weird. Sora doesn't really give a shit, though. No, it's whatever. Um, and Sora is like, I have this, this feeling like we won't see this town again. Um, I don't know why, really, but... <laughs> um, well, he... He feels like he's, you know, we already know that Roxas is often described as half of Sora. And so part of him, part of Sora that he doesn't yet know feels that he is leaving home. And when you leave home for a long time, you are like, oh, no, I'm leaving. Oh, no, I'm leaving. It's sad. So I guess that makes sense. So they go, and this is still the ghost train that they're about to get on, which it looks ridiculous compared to every other train, but I guess that's normal in this world. Hayner is like, are you sure we haven't met you? And Sora's like, yep. And then he cries. <laughs> yeah, he cries. Uh, one single tear goes down his, uh, his right eye, or right Olette cheek. Oleta asks him if he's all right, and he says, yeah, I'm not sure where that came from. And Hayner says, pull it together. <laughs> and Sora says, yeah, see ya. Uh, and then the three, the goof troop boys board the train and, and it leaves. Um, and then Sora is standing there leaning against the side of the train. And in the money pouch, he pulls out the little bobble that Roxas had from his struggle trophy um, because he stored it in the money pouch and the money pouch was taken out of the data world. And he's sort of looking at the light through it. 3D printed? Yeah. And Sora says, you know, I'm, I'm sad. And Donald says... Yeah, me too, fucker. 
<laughs> and Donald says, well, we'll be back. And Goof- Goofy says, yeah, we can visit Hanner and those guys again. Then the train warps yep. into a different dimension. Suddenly you're in space with the Aurora Borealis <laughs> next to you, and there are, is a strange magical light track that the train is on. But that's fine. Aurora Borealis, this time of year, in this side of Twilight Town, completely localized outside of a train. Yep. Can I see it? What? Oh, I was. do you not know the bit? No. The Simpsons bit? Holy oh, shit, I don't, wheels. I don't. You're old as dirt. You don't know the steamed ham. I wasn't bit. allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was a child. <laughs> it's like a. It's it resurfacing. Was too it's too like vile. <laughs> it's resurfacing as a huge meme right now. I guess I figured you'd you were logged on. Mm, no, I, I I am permanently logged off. <laughs> That's probably. For I've the deleted best. my internet account. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So before we see where this train goes, we go back to Twilight Town one final time. For th- this is worth saying that it's a Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix scene that's not in the original. Yeah, I thought so. We didn't mention this the last time there was one. I don't remember what it was, but there was one before. Oh, it was Axel saying, oh no, you'll turn me into a dusk. That was also a final mix scene. This okay. one, I feel, that one is really good. I like that scene. This one, I had mixed feelings about because on the one hand, it fills in some gaps that are confusing in the plot of this game later on. But on the other, the pacing of it is very strange. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a bit weird. Anyways. uh, So the scene opens up with Axel uh, leaning over this lookout where we saw the ghost train the first time um, saying, well, I guess that's that. Uh, And then uh, Ansem, who is secretly Riku, we covered this last time. It's there, and also nominates there. And he's like, let's go. And Axel's like, where? We don't exist. We don't have homes to go back to. And then I, for some reason, didn't take any notes on how they get to the end of this scene. <laughs> nominates. So I just, I, so I know how it ends. But Nominates says, yes, it's true. We may not have homes, but there's some place I want to go and someone I want to see. And she's holding a picture that she drew of Axel and Roxas. Axel, same here. So you think you might let us go? I know you're here to get rid of us, but Namine kind of cuts him off and says, Diz wants to get rid of me? And Riku says, go. Axel replies, you're sure about this? Riku says, I owe you both. Namine, for what? Riku replies, Castle Oblivion, you helped us. Axel says, you don't have to tell me twice. Then Namine thanks him, and they leave through one of Axel's darkness portals. So now we know that happened. I can't even keep joking about, man, this Ansem sure is a nice guy. <laughs> um, getting getting completely obliterated by Kingdom Hearts, maybe. Maybe Kingdom Hearts sure does a lot to make a guy nice. But And also another person. Yeah, it's also a completely other human being. So this train, let's hop back to the, the goof troop. The train arrives at this tower, and then completely dissolves, which Sora finds uh, concerning, I think. Which is like the first time he's ever reacted to a thing like that. Normally it would be like, all right, I guess the train's gone, let's keep going. But he's like, hey, does anybody notice that the train's gone? Yeah, but he makes a joke out of it. I think this is a good sign of, like, the the difference of of tone from the first game to the second game. And then that weird tone that Chain Memories had, which was, like, weirdly heavy all the time. 
Um, yep. But he's like, Haha, I guess to goes our ride. But they go up to the door of the tower. And I think we we obviously know who this is uh, being fans of, of Disney. <laughs> Real big earheads. Walt fans. Well, no. <laughs> I am I am by no means a Walt fan. <laughs> Neither I. Um but anyways, uh it's Pete, big old Pete at the door and we learn he just starts talking. I don't know who says what first, but he starts talking about how he sent lackeys in to this tower cuz there's a powerful sorcerer here. I wrote the word wizard, but I remember he says sorcerer. <laughs> Uh, he does say sorcerer, and it is. If you haven't already mentioned, it, it's worth saying that he doesn't know with whom he's speaking because he's trying to like peek yeah. in through the door, so he's not facing Goof Troop. God, I love this scene. Uh, <laughs> it's real good. He, so he's he's uh, ranting about how he's like, I'm going to turn this powerful sorcerer into a heartless, and then he'll be uh, my my perfect bodyguard. And I got to collect all these heartless for Maleficent. And meanwhile, Sora, Don, and Goofy, I don't think they realize yet. It's been a year. Or that anything significant has happened since they were asleep. <laughs> um, but they're like, oh, we, you know, she's toast, Sora says. And they're just sort of like, the Heartless are gone, right? And Pete turns around at this point. It's like, oh, it was you. You did that to Maleficent. Pieces of shit. You motherfuckers. Um, but Pete, of course, recognizes Donald and Goofy. Because there's like a vague, almost a Disney canon in this game. But uh, there's a line here I, I, that it, is it's written down. Uh, <laughs> troubling. Uh, <laughs> so Donald and Goofy are like, oh, that's Pete. He's always been up to no good. Um, previously, the king, Mickey Mouse, had banished him to another dimension. Sorry? <laughs> he did what? Banished to another dimension by Mickey Mouse. There are those in this universe. Yeah, this is a, a lot of a lot of things are are you know in this line delivery. How have I never noticed that line before? So you know, good. Kingdom Hearts. You, you know how you can banish someone to the shadow realm, <laughs> the negative zone. <laughs> the oh god, the upside down. That's another one, yeah. I was also thinking Black Lodge, but I don't know Zool's if that's... <laughs> Realm? <laughs> now I'm just picturing fucking Pete sitting in the red room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. At least nobody in Kingdom Hearts talks backwards yet. Ho, ho! Let's rock! <laughs> Pete is very upset to learn that Maleficent is toast. And well, I mean, he has to know. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he says, you, you're the ones that did it. And Sora says, we might have had something to do with it. And Pete gets angry, and he summons a heartless squad. Uh, and then kind of runs away. Or no, he doesn't run away, he just stands there. Yeah, no, they um, end up but, walking away, just ignoring that he is there. Right. Goof Troop beat all the heartless. Uh, and Pete says, no, just wait, nobody, and I mean nobody, messes with the mighty Pete. You're right, actually. Sora says... So mighty Pete, who lives in this tower anyway. Pete says, you mean you don't know? It's old Yen Sid. Of course, he's probably a heartless by now. And Donald reacts to that and says, Master Yen Sid lives here and just just books it in, mm -hmm. not waiting for his friends at all. Goofy stands back to explain to Sora that Yen Sid is the king's teacher. And Sora says, wow, sounds powerful. And the two of them run in, just ignoring Pete. And Pete's like, but weren't we going to fight? 
Yeah. Aren't I a bo- aren't I a mini boss? No. Turns out that no, you're not. No, Pete. I, and we just don't fuck with him ever, like ever again for like a long ass time. I get for quite. A I guess while, he yeah. just leaves, um, dejected. So we get up to the top of this tower. It's a bunch of combat stairs. It's visually pleasing, in my in my it does in look my cool, humble yeah. opinion. But we get up to the top and we meet Yin Sid and Donald and Goofy are like bowing and like so honored to see him and Source is like, hey there. Sup, lol. <laughs> Sup. Um and it's like, no, sorry, you gotta, gotta bow. It's very, very strong. And Yin Sid's like, please don't, please don't do this. And ultimately this conversation is dissolves into or at least at first, it's like, well, Mickey Mouse got too busy, so now I have to teach you how to do things. Yep. Um, which Sora's like, another quest? I was going to go look for Riku. That's all I care about. Yensid says, yes, I know. However, everything in your journey, Sora, is connected. Whether you will find your way home to the islands, whether you will return alone or with your friend, and whether or not the islands will still be there. And the key that connects them all is you, Sora. I'm the key? And he summons a keyboard, because that is also a word with key in it. Yep. Chosen wielder of the keyblade. What does that mean? You are the key that will open the door to light. The word chosen there is doing so much heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, Christ. Um, but he, he, yeah, he's the one that will open the door to the light. And then he tells him to read a book. Yeah, he, he specifically says this book contains valuable knowledge <laughs> you will need for your journey. Study it carefully. Do your homework, Sora. Before you're s- and then you read the book, and it's just some cryptic bullshit. <laughs> yeah, all right. So this is where I, I watched this in two different sections. Um, and this is where I stopped, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to watch this now, because I'll probably need to, like, read into this and take notes. And it, none of it, I don't think, is valuable. I think if we... I took... <sighs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I think if we really tried, we could suss it out to be like, all right, well, that's talking about the first game. This is... Because it talks about memories of our Three bunch. episodes later, we'd still be on it, yeah. Yeah, and it's... I do... <sighs> It's pretty much just like, hey, Kingdom Hearts is about a lot of stuff. <laughs> I do have one quote from it just to give the listener an idea of the type of nonsense that we're dealing with. This is like, this is the, this is the last entry. Will the day come when this battle born of confusion will end? No. It is different <laughs> things to different people. Can the reality be that which is hidden? The reason is mere existence. Still, memories can be believed. Be not afraid. Entrust your body to the soothing waves of your memories. By and by, your fleeting rest will be over. And everything will begin. It's like a goddamn horse ebooks tweet. (laughs) Oh, man, everything happens so much. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. This fucking book. All right, that's one half of my notes done. Yeah, so there. I was prepared to take a lot of notes on this book because I didn't write down a single one. Um, <laughs> so there you have it, our in-depth review of the book. Eh. Eh. So my notes say the words "why heartless." I'm assuming this is Sora being like, "Why are there still heartless around?" I thought we. That's right. I thought we did that. To which Yen said responds, "Well, darkness are just physical manifestations of of the darkness and people's hearts." And people are always probably going to suck enough for Heartless to exist. There's great semicolon usage in the captions on this scene, by the way. I just, I, 
is it really good semicolon? And I just, I dig it, good semicolon. Are you going to explain the context, or are you just going to say, man, this was a really good semicolon, and then move on? He says, your previous efforts did prevent a massive effusion of Heartless from the great darkness, semicolon. Make no mistake about that, period. Yeah. I was really hoping this was funny. (laughs) No, it's just a real good semicolon. I love a good semicolon. All right, well, let's let's move on to something that is funny. Uh, Yin said, (laughs) Yin said... (laughs) I'm sorry, this next thing is actually just really funny. Um, Yin said, it's like, I must now teach you about the enemies you will encounter, and then summons a hologram of Donald Duck. <laughs> I really wish that, like, Goofy and Sora turned to him like, <laughs> What? It's you? Donald Duck. But they it's don't. The final boss. No. So, then it turns into a heartless. And Yin said, it's like, even you, Donald, if you gave in to the darkness in your heart, would become a dark, a heartless, a darkness is what I was going to say. A darkless. Mm-hmm. And then he shows, he summons the nobodies, or the, uh, well, specifically Dusks, um, and says, these are the, the shells left behind if a particularly strong-willed person becomes a heartless, which I think we've covered, but now it's spelled out to the player and yeah. to Sora specifically. And he summons up these people in cloaks, um, which I think is an interesting sort of way this is delivered, that everyone in a cloak is an Organization 13. But he says, these are particularly strong nobodies who have the ability to plan and think, uh, and they call themselves Organization 13, which is that the first time we've seen the full name? I believe it is. Sora reacts to it like, Organization 13, and he gestures to Donald and Goofy like, you know, from the last game. Wait, I don't remember that last game. And they're like, I don't think there was a last game. I just went Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. But like, Sora has a vague memory of this. See, from I, I his think deleted I, I read it more as Roxas's memory of being in it. Ah, interesting. Um, yeah. Which there's another thing I'm going to point out in this like next couple minutes that I think is like fucking baffling to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he talks about how the Organization 13 has a goal. And I'm not quite sure what it is, but that's what Mickey Mouse is trying to. You know, Detective Mickey Mouse is on the case. Killing Heartless along the way, because he might as well do it. Yeah, it's fun. But uh, then Yin said makes fun of Sora's clothes, and tells him to go get some new ones in the next room yep. over. And uh, so he goes in there. I don't remember what... Well, the first thing that happens is Sora starts t- talking. This is what I was talking about, where he's like, you... What? No, sorry. Oh, this line <laughs> this, is This wild. line is yeah. so good. Um, he's like, me... Well, all right. So himself, I've got it. I've got <laughs> I don't it have the exact down, so quote. It's fucking me up. I have it. So he says, "Me, you guys," referring to Donald and Goofy. So me, you guys, Riku and the King. I don't care who the organization is and what it's planning. With the five, I mean six of us, what? there's nothing to worry about, right? Six of us. Is he counting Roxas? That has to be what he's doing. Maybe he forgets that he's just one because he feels like two. Or Jiminy is really strong, and we don't know it. Oh, yeah, maybe he means Jiminy. That's cute. That's a cute interpretation, too. Him, b- Both of them are good. Jiminy is the, actually the strongest heat blade wielder. Um, he's like, he's, it's, just a, it's just really small. Yeah. I was going to say he's the Yoda of the series, but actually that is, in fact, Mickey Mouse. That's true. Remember, I'm, I'm excited for the, the equivalent of Yoda fighting the Emperor. But with Mickey Mouse fighting literally anyone. 
just bouncing around a giant room. <laughs> Anyways, so these fairies are trying to make outfits for him, and they do a pretty shitty job at what, first. What Disney movie are they from? I was hoping from you knew. Cinderella. I was hoping you knew. They are they from Cinderella or are they from? I don't know. They seem to recognize Sleeping Beauty. They seem to recognize Maleficent. Cinderella just has one fairy godmother, so I don't think it's that one. That's true. Um, yeah. Anyway, but they recognize Maleficent for some reason. Anyways, we're not there yet. Uh, they're trying to update Sora's clothes, but all they're doing is color swapping in at first and trying to pick their favorite color. Um, and then Sora gets really mad at them. Um, for, I guess before that, we see a crow in the window. Uh, it dramatically pans up, and we see a crow. I wrote raven. I mean, by the size. <laughs> all right, wheels. Okay. <laughs> There's a bird. <laughs> And uh-huh. a black bird is in the window. Um, and eventually Sora's like, hey, can you just decide on what to wear? I have a lot to do. Um, this game's pretty long. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Christ. So they agree. He should be goth now. Yeah. Um, so they all shoot him at once, and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he gets this new outfit, which actually fits him, and is mostly black. Despite what was happening in that last scene, uh... Basically, the three colors they were trying to pick are not on this outfit. It's mostly black and yellow. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's cool, I guess. Um, you've probably seen it. It's, from, it's the thing he wears for All of Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, but then they're like, this outfit has special powers. Here, take the orb. Take the orb, dear. <laughs> take the orb. <laughs> Accept, you know, accept it into that's your heart. always good. You know, you know how good orbs are in media. You know, how, you know how glowing orbs are always real good. Just take it. You zoom into the orb, and Laura Palmer's face is inside of it. <laughs> um, but then he takes the orb and he magically glows, and then he's in a red suit, and he has a second keyblade. Because apparently you can't hold two things without a red suit. Mm-hmm. I guess you can't summon two Keyblades. Yeah. Two. two. Two? And then that's basically what the scene is. A second Keyblade. And the fair's like, well, this is going to be twice as hard. So I figure you'll need a second one. And then he gets really sad about that idea. Yeah, he's like, the last one was hard enough. Which I, I could barely get past the the boss from Fantasia. <laughs> I'd never be Riku. <laughs> um, so I think that's the end of the scene. There's like a final mix thing where they teach you puzzle pieces. That's not a plot important, obviously. Um, but it's there. It's like, hey, you dropped a thing, and it's just this weird glowing symbol. Yep. Um, and then it's like a hard cut. To Yin Sid standing by a window and the gummy ship just appears in it. There it is. I really... The monkey butt is back. Monkey butt? I had really thought I'd, like, skipped too far in the video. Um nope. But no, it just hard cuts to Yin Sid, like, here it is. It's that, it's that, it's that thing we've all been waiting for. That, that canonical, canonically named monkey butt. Mm-hmm. Not a, just a gummy ship called Excalibur. Nope, this is monkey butt. Do you get to name it in Kingdom Hearts 2? Um, the, the system in Kingdom Hearts 2 is a lot different, so I think it's by blueprint. Oh, right. You can, you yeah. can kind of pick from multiple gummy ships. So, yep. um, They're all monkey butt in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see what Jet Monkey HD names his whole squadron of them. Just a million butts of monkeys. And 
Uh, Yinsid explains that based on their actions in the first game of, you know, sealing up these pathways between, like, by sealing the keyholes and you locked up the path between worlds, um, and now they have to go and fuck that up <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to go to different worlds um, and opening world paths. And they're like, all right, cool. And he's like, I don't really know how it works, but uh, you have a keyblade. It's probably fine. And then he says, You'll figure it out. He says that when it glows, a beam comes out of it and glows bright, return to your gummy ship. And I don't know if that ever actually happens. Yeah, it does whenever he sees the gate. It shoots the thing. I guess I'm just envisioning these as two completely separate occurrences. <laughs> it's the thing with the gate. Yeah, I you guess. Know, the thing. It happens. The, 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 the beam. The beam. Well, yeah, because there's a keyhole there when it happens. Yeah. yeah, it's the gate. That's the gate. Log back in my fucking computer. Just stay logged out, <laughs> like I do. Stay logged off. So, yeah. So they leave. For some reason, I always expected them to just go through the window, but they don't. They go down the stairs, and then Yin Sid vaporizes. Yeah, he's just gone. <laughs> he disappears. Um, I don't know why. Like he lives there, right? Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe it was never Yin Sid. It's hologram Yin Sid. Whoa! Is it is it too? Is it still too soon for Last Jedi spoilers? Yes. Yin Sid's a Jedi, is what I'm gonna say. Okay. Um. Mm, yeah. Anyways, one last scene before we get into that monkey butt is we see back in the room with the fairies a crow or raven bird. We see a bird fly in with. Mm-hmm. Uh, a familiar cloak and sort of yeah hey, i've seen that before yeah and they're the fairies are trying to remember it and it's like oh it's malifa it's like don't don't say it or it'll be real uh but it's and then they do and it is <laughs> and maleficent's back yeah she starts to materialize inside of this cloak um the opposite of a star wars thing uh <laughs> and she, yeah so she stands up and they just run away they're like we had to tell you Sid. Um, but one stays behind and ends up yelling Maleficent anyway, in case the viewer needed to know. Couldn't piece it together. And then she's there, and she's laughing maniacally, and I guess we're just literally Kingdom Hearts 1 didn't matter. Yeah, it's a little weird. But hey, I mean, Maleficent's cool. It's good to have her back. Yeah. I like Maleficent. She's a, she's a solid villain, I guess. Yeah. And she does more interesting things in this game than in the last one. Um, narratively, Yeah. Right, that's what I mean. Uh, anyways, um, so now we're in the gummy ship. Our, and we see that our next stop uh, is Hollow Bastion. That's weird. That is weird, because it's the last one. In, well, the second to last one and the other one. Yeah, so I guess we're just going to start off in Hollow Bastion again. And Wheels, you doubted that we could do this in, a, in an appropriate episode length. And it's not even an hour. Look at us go. We did it. Let's Quick, plug your things before it get, becomes an hour. Yeah, stay on this pace forever. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. And that's also the name of my website, ghostofjoe.com, spelled the exact same way. I do another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece, in which we go through One Piece. We're sort of getting started with the Water 7 arc, if you're familiar with it. And I should probably mention that I write about video games on my website. That's why that's there. Uh, so you can go look at that if it's that's your thing, if that's your basket. Your basket? 
Is that another meme? I don't know. I have no idea, but the words are in my head, so I let them fall out of my mouth. Like a basket. Sure. I am Wheels. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thetravisw. The podcast that I do that I'm going to plug this week is Very Random Encounters. It's a tabletop role-playing game show where we randomly determine as many things as is possible. It's really fun. We're playing in a space... Uh, a space setting is apparently what I said. A space setting, which is a very fun place to randomly determine everything. You get some weird names, some good names, and a lot of really fun characters. Uh, as of your hearing this, yesterday's episode is very good. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash memorizecast, this one. Um, and you can go to that same uh, Twitter homepage to find our pinned tweet, which will link you to our Discord server, which remains very fun. Yeah, it's a great time to be had by all. You can also email us at uh, gotitmemorized at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word. If you have questions and something to say, but you don't use Discord or Twitter, shoot us. There's that. Shoot us an, an, an email. I was trying to think of what E stood for. Electronic. Electronic mail. All right. <laughs> we did it. Video home system. <laughs> um, Digital versatile disc. All right. Is that, is that what it stands for? It is. Huh. Everyone thinks it's a digital video disc, but the thing about it is that it is more than just video. So it is a digital versatile disc. Well, we've all learned something here today. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking it up like maybe I'm wrong and that was just a false thing. You can do the, or no, you did the intro, so I have to do the rest of it. I can't fact check myself. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, that was Twilight Town. Well, it was also Yen Sid's Tower. Which is in Twilight Town. It's in the world of Twilight Town. Fair enough. Don't sass me. I'm not sassing you. I just want to be specific. We spent most of the time in the tower. <laughs> Got, Got it. it. Memorized? Memorized? In 2016, I met an artificial intelligence named Jeff, who predicts an apocalypse that will destroy all of human culture. In order to prevent the loss of such classics as Casablanca, the Tao Te Ching, or that episode of the X-Files where Mulder and Scully are attacked by magic cats, we record our thoughts about them in a podcast called Arbitrary Archive. Every week, Jeff gives us a one-word category, and each of us contributes a piece of media or artwork that fits that category to the Arbitrary Archive. You might think it's a bizarre premise for what's really just a show that reviews and recommends media, but actually, it's not a premise because all of it is true. Subscribe to the Arbitrary Archive in iTunes or, you know, wherever.